We are Vic Fellowship, and Vic stands for Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to, commercial free, and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which can be accessed live on PRN. Dot FM or later on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. Today we are going to be continuing with Dr. Um, Dr. <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> hey, what is this teacher, okay? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Brother Brandon Muchmore, this is the part three of Is the COVID 19 Vaccine the Mark of the Beast? Brother Brandon, thank you once again for taking your time sir. And oh, absolutely. Continue on. Let's continue on, brother. <laughs> let's do it. All right. So today um, we're going to be talking about uh, basically some of the promotions that they're doing, which it's really, really ramped up um, in the past. Actually, since we last spoke, literally a lot has happened. Um, even Thursday, Friday, like, it, you know, nothing was really going on. Uh, different up until Wednesday and then Thursday kicked in and boom, you know, they announced uh, the whole, uh, you know, uh, uh, our uh, our president Biden had said, um, you know, our two options are are masked or V vaxxed. Right. Yep. And yep. and, uh, you know, I even I think you I think you were there, you know, for that exhortation that I gave uh, over the weekend. And, um, you know, basically it, it really put uh, one thing I just want to touch on real quick for the Coda, for the Coda Sheen, for the set apart ones, you know, who are set apart in covenant under Yahuwah is now we have quite the predicament because now it's like, okay, before when it was the world was wearing the mask and we weren't, so we were set apart that way. Well, now they flipped the script on us and now it's, Hey, wait, if we go shopping, do we, wear a mask to not look vaccinated or not wear a mask, but then they think that we're vaccinated. Mm. So I propose a third option, y'all. It's time to come out of her, my people. You know, like it's high high time to come out of her for sure. Um, So, because, you know, otherwise they're going to, they're going to think, oh, oh, that person's vaccinated. Oh, cool. Uh, No, I'm not. And no, uh, uh-uh. you know, and, uh, you know, now there aren't for, for my knowledge, there aren't any businesses as of yet who, at least in an official press release, have have started to ask for proof in order for you to not wear a mask. But it won't be long, folks. It will not be long. So. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Sister Renee, basically what we're going to uh, talk about is um you know so you know those uh those key verses that people have been throwing out you know like romans uh eight you know we're eight thirty five and thirty eight and thirty nine where it talks about you know what shall separate us you know from the love of messiah you know so we're gonna talk about some of those some of those uh you know as our brother Matthew would call them straw man verses um or or cherry pick ripe cherry picks there um because there's a lot of people who are talking about these verses and they're using them for, you know, this vaccine and, 
you know, that it won't harm them and, and things like that. And then we're going to get into the punishment for those who take the mark of the beast. Okay. And then lastly, and I'll have to hurry up with the judgment stuff because I definitely want to make room and leave room for this part. Uh, we always leave you off with hope, right? That's what it's all about. It's the blessed hope, right? And for those who are in covenant, I mean, we really have nothing to fear, you know, except for the fear of Yahuwah. That's it. So, um, so let's get started here. All right. So first up, uh, Mark 16, 18 says, and they shall, this is talking about the signs that follow those who believe, right? And they shall take up snakes, and if they drink a deadly poison, or deadly drink, or translations say poison, some translations say poison, and shall by no means hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall get well. So this is one of the ones that I've heard where, oh, well, even if it is the mark of the beast, I can do it because of this verse. No. What I would say for this verse and some of these other verses is if you were around some, like I, I know of someone who was freaked out because um, she sat next to someone who had taken the jab and she didn't know it until afterwards or whatever. And she accidentally took a few sips of her drink, you know, and so she was concerned that, you know, if if her DNA is altered and everything like that, you know, was she going to get some of that poison in her body along with, you know, like basically is the mark transferable? you know, from person to person, right? Or, or at least the physical effects of it or whatever. That would be a good situation where, hey, I accidentally drank someone's, you know, drink that was sitting next to me that I didn't know they were, they were vaccinated, you know, and now I'm worried. Well, now that's a promise that you can stand on, okay? If you, if you drink a deadly drink, it shall by no means hurt them, Right. That is some, is the context of that, not the stupidity and pardon my French, but it is stupidity to literally say I can take this DNA altering jab, not knowing what it's going to do to me physically or spiritually and claim that he's going to protect me. It's just not not smart, not wise. All right. That's right. And that actually goes to the premise of what we teach. My husband taught, and that is yeah. that germs cause disease. And that's, that's totally Antoine Bichamp proved to Louis Pasteur. It's the inner condition of you. I can drink after someone with a COVID jab and guess what? My immune system's strong the way Yahuwah created it. And right. back to the inner condition, it's a cellular terrain. So that's, that's, mm -hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. You're, you're good. You're good. No, it's absolutely. And I, I actually, um, you know, I, I love listening to, uh, you know, your late husband's uh, teachings and stuff like that, because that stuff was like, wow, like this is this is deep. <laughs> and, you know, I like deep. Yep. <laughs> so, yep, he's yeah, very anointed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So next is Romans 835. Well, that's the famous what shall separate us, you know, and actually uniquely enough. So on the little Bible app this morning, this was the daily verse of all things. And I put as a little commentary after posting the verse, I said, the, I, I put asterisks, the mark of the beast certainly will. Because, again, this is one of those that people are trying to use to claim. But what, what did Satan do? He is the one who takes the word and twists it and manipulates it, you know, and, and makes it something else. Look at Matthew 4.4. You know, we won't go there, but look at Matthew 4.4, the encounter with, with him and Yahushua. Um, where is it else? Uh, Luke, I think it's 
Luke 4 as well is the other place it is. But he's the one who's quoting scripture out of context. We're told, Deuteronomy 6.16 says, do not try Yahuwah thy Elohim. You know, so don't think that you can take fire into your bosom, as Proverbs says, and not be burned, because you will be. You know, yep. so Romans 8.35 says, who shall separate us from the love of Mashiach? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, which we are, absolutely. Um, and that's a whole other subject. Um, but then... Uh, verse 38 says, For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things of the present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of Elohim, which is in Mashiach, Yahusha, our master. Yes. And this is one of the ones that they're trying to use. Uh, and when I say they, I mean the religious, okay, right. the lukewarm that they're trying to they're trying to cherry pick, you know. Oh, well, nothing will separate me from the love of, you know, they call them the love of God, the love of Jesus, mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. you know. But I promise you, the mark of the beast will, and we're going to get to that yep. in just a second. That's right. All right. Next one we have is Acts chapter twenty-eight, verse three. This is when Paul reaches in uh, to the campfire to, like, mess with a bundle of sticks and gets bit by a, by a viper. So it says, but when, but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat, and it fastened on his hand. Okay? And it says, so, so when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom... Though he has escaped the sea, because obviously he just had the shipwreck and everything, um, uh, yet justice does now not allow to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after that, after they looked had looked a for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Okay. So this is one of those situations, you know, I mean, it, it's no different than those. And can I just call them idiots? Is that, uh, that's okay, right? That's All right. Fine. All right. So we're going to call them idiots. But that's no different than these idiots who are the snake handler preachers who are, you know, I mean, would you, you know, if I offered you between a vaccine or a rattlesnake holding it, what are you going to do? You know, like, are you going to choose one or the other? I certainly hope not. You know, now one is worse than the other. One can only physically kill you. The other can physically and spiritually kill you. Mm -hmm. But the point is, you know, and maybe this is what Yahushua was talking about with childlike faith, because, you know, my three-year-old, Stephanie and I's three-year-old knows, hey, when the stove is giving off steam and heat and stuff like that, don't touch the stove. She knows. Don't run into the street. You know, she, she knows this kind of stuff. You know, because we've we've taught her, you know, so maybe that's what Yahushua was talking about with the childlike faith, because, you know, she has a fear of the stove, a respect of the stove that she doesn't want to get burned 
when, you know, she sees like a teapot um, boiling over or whatever, you know, it kind of scares her because, you know, there's all that steam and heat coming out of it. But I feel like there's a lot of believers these days who they don't have the fear of Elohim. They don't have the fear of Yahuwah. They don't think that he'll actually throw them into the lake of fire that burns with fire and sulfur that we'll That's talk right. about here in a second. Yep. And that is a dangerous thing. It really is. It is. All right. So next, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, uh, we have a lot, lot of scripture to cover. It's not going to be a lot of Brandon talking. It's just going to be a lot of scripture. Hope That's you guys awesome. are okay with that. And we're going to be right? together, like I said, we, we know. I'm yes, hallelujah. I'm so excited. It's Monday, Monday, we'll just pull over if we're in transit, you know, we'll just do the radio show. So <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to touch on Revelation 9. We're going to touch on Revelation 13, Revelation 14, Revelation 15, 16, and 18, 23. Then the cherry on top. Oh, one, one I forgot. My apologies. Let me make sure I get this one out there because they love to throw this one at me. Oh, Renee, don't you know I can take this thing and no weapon formed against me shall mm. prosper. Mm. Insanity. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment shall prove wrong. This is the inheritance of the servants of Yahweh and their righteous. Uh, oh, and the righteousness from me. Sorry, it cut off there. Um, but that's another one they throw out. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. So even, even it, Brandon, you know what? Even if this vaccine does alter my VNA, you know what? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Mm. I'll tell you what. Just, just go stand on a train track because you got better chances there. You know, like it, it's just unbelievable. Anyway, yep. moving on. Yep. So Revelation 9. So we're, now one thing I wanted to tell our audience, and I'm going to let y'all go and look this up because, you know, what's better, okay? Me spoon feeding you information or you going and be like, hey, what's the tie between Revelation 9 and Ezekiel chapter 9? All right? So I'm not going to give everything away. I'm going to let y'all figure it out, okay? Mm -hmm. But... Actually, I'm going to show you real quick, all right? <laughs> a little bit, but it. I'm going to let y'all figure, figure it out, okay? So, and if y'all check out my Exodus on my mind teachings, on the sixth part six, um, I actually go into this a little bit deeper, so y'all you can check that out, okay? But Exodus, or not Exodus, sorry. Uh, well, Exodus, yes, because um, it's the death of the firstborn as well. But... So Ezekiel chapter 9, uh, verse 3 says, And the esteem of Elohim of Israel went up from the cherubim, where he had been to the threshold of the house. And he called to the man clothed with linen, who had the writer's inkhorn at his side. So it's an ink, ink pen, if you will. Okay? And Yahweh said to him, Pass in the midst of the city, pass on into the midst of the city, into the midst of Yerushalayim, and you shall put a mark on the foreheads, of the men who sigh and cry over the abominations that are done with it. So I hope y'all are sighing and crying and you have a heart of repentance right now because it very well might save you physically and spiritually. All right. And then he said, and to the others, he said, in my hearing, pass on into the city after him. 
So the first one's going to go through, going to mark everybody with the with the mark uh, on the men of Yahuwah, on the men who cry and sigh over the abominations that are done within the city and within the temple. And to the others, he said, am I hearing pass on into the city after him and smite? Do not let your eye pardon nor spare. Slay the old. Slay to destruction the old men, the young men, maidens, children, women, but do not come near anyone upon whom is the mark. Mm. And begin at my set-apart place. Where does judgment come first? Judgment comes to the house of Yahuwah first, in the house of Elohim first. First Peter 4 tells us. This is why it's happening like this. All right? So that's... One thing there. Now let's look at Revelation 9 and see if we see any similarities here. All right. Now it talks about, look at this, Revelation 9, verse 3. It says, and the smoke of the locusts came upon the earth, and authority was given to them as the scorpions of the earth possess authority. Verse 4, and it was said to them, they shall not harm the grass of the earth, nor any green matter, nor any tree, but only who? Those men who do not have the seal of Elohim upon their what? Forehead. Yep. It's the same situation. Mm. And it was given to them that they should not kill them, but to torture them for five months. And their torture was like the torture of a scorpion when it stings a man. And in those days, meaning when this happens, these men shall seek death and shall not find it. They shall long to die, but death shall flee from them. All right, skipping down. Um, and then it also talks about verse 18. A third of mankind was killed by these three plagues, by fire and the smoke and the sulfur which came out of their mouths, the, scorpion, the, the locust army's mouths. For the authority of the horses is in their mouth and in their tails, and their tails are like serpents having heads, and with them they do harm. And the rest of mankind were not killed by these plagues, who were not, sorry, who were not killed by these plagues, did not repent of their work, the works of their hands, that they should not worship the demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, wood, which are neither able to see, nor to hear, nor to walk. And they did not repent of their murders, nor of their pharmakia, their drug sorcery, nor of their harlotry. I won't say the other W word. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll censor it a little bit. Okay, harlotry sounds like <laughs> <laughs> Nor of their thefts. All right? Mm -hmm. So that's Revelation 9. We're only, we're only, uh, we got a lot, lot to cover here. All right? So. We can see that that's so one of the one of the punishments is that if you're not sealed by Elohim, you're marked for death. You're open season. You're you're eligible, I'll say. Right. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then, of course, you know, also those who actually take the mark of the beast, they will be tortured and they will long for death. But death will flee from them. Now, we could do a whole episode on zombies because that's a whole episode in yep. and of itself, will, and maybe will. maybe we'll do that in the future. Yes. But let's move on to Revelation 13. Mm -hmm. All right? All right, so <clears throat> we talked about um, 
you know, the fact that there's four things we have to avoid. We have to avoid the mark. We have to avoid the name of the beast. We have to avoid the number of his name. And we have to avoid worshiping his image or even becoming like his image, right? So um, if you didn't, if this is the first time you're listening to this and you haven't checked out parts one and two, I would encourage you to check those out, okay? Those are very important to check out. A lot of good information in there. Uh, but I just wanted to give the visualization for those who are watching this because I, I have it all color-coded uh, nice and neat for them, all right? So Revelation 14, let's talk about punishment, okay? Because people say, oh, the blood of Jesus will cover me. The blood of Yahushua will cover me. His blood will cover me. No, it won't. No, it won't. It won't. Nope. Verse, uh, uh, Revelation 14, verse 9, and a third messenger, a third angel, followed them, followed the other two angels, saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast, so again, we got the four same four elements here. If you worship the beast and his image and, re and receive his mark upon his forehead or upon his hand, undiluted, into the cup of his wrath, and he shall be tortured with fire and sulfur before the set-apart messengers and before the Lamb. And the smoke of their torture or torment goes up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night. You know that whole phrase, there ain't no rest for the wicked? That's, right. That's where that comes from. Yeah. Those worshiping the beast and his image. Mm. Also, if anyone receives the mark of his name. So even his name itself is a mark, just like the name of Yahuwah is a mark. You are either marked by Yahuwah or you are marked by the beast. That's right. Look at look at um you know, if you flipped over to Song of Solomon chapter 8, it says, "I set you Set you as a seal upon my heart, as a seal upon my arm. For there is love that is as uh, strong as jet, death, rather, I can't talk today, and <laughs> jealousy demanding as the grave. Many waters cannot quench this love. So isn't it interesting? Now, if it said forehead and arm, I'd be really excited because I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's a seal upon their forehead and their arm. Where are they getting marked at? Upon their forehead or upon their hand, which we know last week we covered that that equals from the shoulder all the way to the fingertips. The Where are they getting this injection? Right in the arm. That's right. You know, they're, they're taking it right in the arm. All right. So, no, you are unredeemable. Okay. If you take the mark of the beast, you are done. That's it's right. it. Final Final answer, no no phone a friend, no 50-50, no poll the audience, no response, no extra lives. No, you don't go to don't go past go. You go directly to jail, as in eternity. Yep. And I remember even and when I was in middle school, I went to a Dawson McAllister uh, event at the at my future high school. It wasn't my high school yet. I think it was the summer between eighth and ninth grade, is what it was. But I remember this phrase. He said, eternity's long, don't be wrong. Eternity's long, don't be wrong. It's the one thing that stuck with me. I wasn't ready yet, but mm -hmm. it was a couple of years later that I actually ended up, you know, having the, the circumcision of the heart. And I gave 
you know, my life to, to the master at that time. All right. So this is what we're talking about. Now, what's interesting, and actually it's this week's Torah portion, or no, last week's, sorry, last week's, not so, okay, talks about the the cup, right? The, the And even um, Numbers 5 and Revelation 8, the bitter waters that they were forced to drink, it's all about this. It's about adultery. It's about harlotry, okay? So if you aren't in covenant, you break covenant with him and you commit adultery, he's going to make you drink that cup. Reason why is because he drank the cup. That was the cup that he said, let this cup pass from me in Matthew 26, but not my will, but yours be done. So he drank the cup. He drank the cup of bitterness, uh, of harlotry. So that because so that he could redeem us, mm-hmm. and that's why wormwood's going to come and cause the water to become bitter because it's a judgment because it's another test. Hey, if you're faithful, again, now we can talk about those verses that I just listed off in the beginning. Now I can drink poison and it won't harm me, you know, because the bitter water. If I'm faithful, I'm not a harlot like Numbers five talks about. I'm not guilty, so therefore I can drink it because I'm in covenant with him. But the wicked can't drink it because if they drink it, then their belly will swell and their thigh will waste away. Right? Yep. That's it. Um, and more information on that, uh, check out Matthew Nolan's uh, Not So, N-A-S-S-O, uh, tour portion, 7th edition. Really phenomenal stuff right there. All right, uh, next, Revelation 15. All right, now I just touched on this on part seven of Exodus on my mind. So I would encourage you to go watch this. It's really, really good. Um, it's uploaded already on uh, on the Much More Truth YouTube channel. But we're going to talk about how we overcome, okay? Romans 8 said we're more than overcomers. Well, how do we overcome? Well, we know Revelation 12, 11 says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, and by lo- not loving our lives even unto death, right? Yep. Well, Revelation 15, 2 says this is this is the instructions of what we have to overcome. And I saw like a sea of glass mingled with fire, and those overcoming or those with victory over the beast. So they had victory over the beast, number one, his image, number two, his mark, number three, and the number four, the number of his name. Standing, not sob. On the sea of glass, holding harps of Elohim, and they sang the song of Moshe. So the ones who overcome, like he talks about earlier on in the book of Revelation, Revelation 2 and 3, where he talks about making you a pillar in his temple, in the pillar, or a pillar in the house of Elohim. That's what we're talking about here. This is how we overcome. We overcome by not partaking in those four things. We can't worship the beast himself. We can't worship his image or become like his image. We can't take his mark, and we can't participate in the number of his name, meaning what what my view is on that, like we've talked about before, is his financial system, the beast's financial system, because that's what's going to tie it all together with buying and selling, right? All right, Revelation 16. Let's go from can the people repent, you know? And also, we're going to talk about evidence of this this jab being the mark of the beast, all right? 
and I, I don't know if we touched on this last week or not. I forgot to listen to it again. But Revelation 16.2, this is talking about the seven bowls of uh, Elohim's wrath or Yahweh's wrath. It says, and the first went, first messenger, went out and, and poured out his bowl upon the earth. And an evil and wicked or loathsome sore came upon the men, those having the mark of the beast and those worshiping his image. Now, we talked about last week, I think, that if we're made in the likeness of Elohim and our DNA is what causes us to be made in the likeness and image of Elohim, as, as uh, Adam was, Adam was, right? And then if we allow our DNA to be changed by this injection, that whose image and likeness are we now made into? And we talked mm -hmm. about the beast. Beast, yeah. Right? That's right. And if you look at, I mean, you can see this anywhere, uh, folks who are listening or watching this. There's so much evidence out there of people who have taken, and it doesn't matter which one you take, okay? Pfizer, J&J, &J, uh, uh, Moderna, AstraZeneca. I think that's all of them right now. There's still got more in the works as well. But it doesn't matter which one you take. I've seen these loathsome sores. I've seen these crazy looking blood clots. It's almost like it's the it's the dead flesh of men. Um, well, it's not men. It's aborted babies, for God's sakes, you know, mm -hmm. is what it is. Mm -hmm. Coming through, you know, it's almost like their blood is crying out from the midst of the people who took it as a judgment upon them, just like it cried out, just like Abel's blood cried out, just like the waters of the Nile River turned into blood because they threw newborn babies and toddlers into the river and their blood was in the river because of the, all the crocodiles that, you know, consume them and everything else. Mm -hmm. um, again, that's something I touched on in part six of uh, Exodus on my mind. So, but I mean, Renee, I, I mean, this is really happening, you know, and it's also, uh, I think it's in Exodus chapter nine where it talks about the loathsome boils or the loathsome sores there as well. So, you know, these are things that I that I ask. I'm like, okay, because I want to make sure I'm not I'm not sensationalizing this. You know, I'm not making more out of this than what's really there. You know, it's okay. Let's just be a good detective. Let's examine the evidence, right? That's what it's all about, and that's what I'm seeing. I mean, is that what you're seeing? Absolutely, it's transparent. That, that's what I'm seeing. Yep. Um, all right, so. That's Revelation 16. Um, oh, wait. No, let's drop down. Sorry. Um, okay. Verse 9. All right. Uh, or I'll, I'll start verse 8 because it's kind of in the middle of the sentence. And the fourth messenger, so that was the first messenger. This is the fourth messenger, poured out his bowl on the sun, and it was given to him to burn men with fire. And men were burned with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of Elohim, who possesses authority over these plagues. And they did not repent. Mm -mm. So you don't have the ability to repent once you've taken the mark of the beast. That's right. You don't. And we're going to see some other witnesses of that as well. The fifth messenger poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and his reign became darkened. This is also the plague of darkness that occurred in, uh, in the plagues of Egypt. The uh, ninth plague, I want to say, is what that was. And they gnawed their tongues from pain. And they blasphemed 
the Elohim of the heaven, for their pains and their sores, their loathsome sores, and did not repent of their works. So you got a second witness right there, not repenting. I think we even got a third in here as well. Okay, so that's Revelation 16. Now let's jump down to Revelation 18. We're going to skip Revelation 17. That's about the great harlot and the kings of the earth and all that kind of stuff. So that's what the context is there. Um, of course, Revelation 18, this is the fall of Babylon, everything else. But we're going to jump down um, and we're going to go all the way down to Revelation 23. Okay. Yep. It says, and the light of the Lamb shall not shine in you anymore at all. Okay? Mm -hmm. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride and bride shall not be heard in you anymore at all. This is speaking to Mystery Babylon, just to give you guys some context of what we're talking about here. So, in Mystery Babylon, and the light of the lamp, a lamp, shall not shine in you anymore at all, meaning I'm going to pluck out your lampstand, okay, anymore at all, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall not be heard in you anymore at all. For your merchants were the great ones of the earth, meaning the rich ones, the elites, whatever, okay, which we, if you look up the financials on people with Pfizer, AstraZeneca, uh, Moderna, J&J, Maybe not J&J because they had a lot of bad press. But anyway, you get my point, okay? Uh, Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, um, all these people, during this pandemic, the last 18 months, let's call it, they have been making billions of dollars. Yep. Billions and billions, even trillions. Yep. Okay? Lots and lots of money. Great yep. shift of wealth. Mm -hmm. And so by for your merchants... Your merchants, I mean, that's who buy and sell, right? That's yep. who offers product, merchandise, right? We're the great ones of the earth, the elites of the earth, for buy your what? Pharmakia, drug sorcery, or other translations just say sorcery. But you can look it up. It's the same. Uh, sorcery goes back to the Greek word pharmakia. It's where we get the word pharmacy from. Right. All nations were what? Deceived or led astray. So all nations, all the nations of the world are led astray by Mystery Babylon's pharmakia. Pharmakia, yep. By mer sorry, by Mystery Babylon's merchants mm -hmm. and their pharmakia. What are we offering the world right now? We developed all of this, right? We we brought this into completion. Trump says he's the father of the vaccines. He said it again. He just released another statement about it again. He said, I just want to mention, I just, you know, by the Biden administration didn't do anything. I just want a small little mention. So he's in charge of warp speed. He's the one that said he could he he could give away his blood and heal people if if they needed it. He's the one that made the vaccines and the uh um the antibody therapies, the therapeo, the cure, available to everyone. He's the one that keeps calling it a miracle. Right? Yep. So, kind of interesting. He's yeah, he's the one that pushed the FDA harder than they've ever been pushed before. That's right. Mm. Right? Speaking of the FDA, now 
they have put forth the emergency use authorization for 12 to 15 year olds. And they already said their next goal in the headlines they've been talking about uh, is by September to get two to 11 year olds. Mm. Okay. I just got an email over the weekend that um, you guys know the story of, of my ex-wife, the two older children and everything like that. So, you know, they're up in Chicago and I just got a, a email that says that um, they're having a mass vaccination clinic in five days. So by the 22nd, you know, my oldest, my 12 year old might be having this, uh, you know, poison injected into her. Wow. I mean, this is, this is as real as it gets y'all. This ain't no game. This ain't a movie you're living in. You're not in the Truman Show. You're not in a sci-fi movie. You're in biblical prophecy. You're in the book of Revelation. You're in Matthew 24. You're in Joel 2. You're in Luke 21. You, and there's hundreds and hundreds of chapters that you're in. But we're in it is the point. All right. So I hit you with all that. Now let's talk about some hope. Because if you're in covenant, I got good news for you. I got really good news. Got really good news. We all know the Psalm, Psalm 91, right? It's one of my favorites. Yep. It's one of a lot of people's favorites, but there's a lot of people who talk about the song, this psalm, and, and claim the promises of it, but they're not in covenant. So it doesn't apply to them. It doesn't work that way. All right. Well, let's look at a couple of things. Can we can we find some connections between Psalm 91 and Revelation 12 and John 14? I think we can. And y'all check me, okay? So it says, of course, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, uh, who abides under the shadow of the Almighty, abide. Abide in me and I in you, John 15 says. Apart from me, you can do nothing, right? So what Yahushua says. He says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Abide in him, he abides in us, right? He is saying of Yahuwah, my refuge and my stronghold, my Elohim in whom I trust. He, For he delivers you from the snare of the fowler, from the destructive pestilence, real pestilence, which is coming by these injections as well, because this is also part of the pale horse that's going to kill a quarter of the main, of mankind. And also it's part of the four angels that were released in Revelation 9 that kill a third of mankind. It's all tied together. Okay. Um, he covers you. Okay. This is important. He covers you with his feathers. Now I wish I had a prayer shawl because that would make it even better for a visual. But he covers you with his feathers and under his wings, you take refuge. Now up until yesterday, I used to think this was literally like you know, almost like you see those like pictures of angels, you know, drawings of angels, visualizations of angels where like they got these huge wings, you know, and it's like, you know, OK, maybe he's literally covering us with his wings. Right. No, we're going to come back to that in a second. His truth is a shield and armor. You are not afraid of the dread by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day of the pestilence that walks in the darkness or the destruction that ravages at midday. A thousand shall fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it does not come near you. Hallelujah. Only with your eyes, you look on and see the reward of the wicked, just like in Exodus 14, which again, I would encourage you go watch part seven because you won't be disappointed 
Okay. Because mm-hmm. what did they do? Stand still. Because these Egyptians that you see today, you shall never see them again. And beloved, when we leave Egypt, when we leave Mystery Babylon, when we leave this world behind, we're inheriting the kingdom. Hallelujah. We're never coming back. Why? Because, verse 9, because you have made Yahuwah my refuge, the Most High, your dwelling place. So this is David coming in agreement with those who would read this. Because you have made Yahuwah, he's calling Yahuwah my refuge, he's taking personalization there, the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil befalls you, and the plague does not come near your tent. For he commands his messengers concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They bury you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You tread upon lion and cobra, young lion and serpent, you trample underfoot. Because he cleaves to me in love, therefore I deliver him. I set him on high because he has what? Known my name. Don't tell me his name isn't important. That's right. Don't tell me. That's a whole nother subject. Mm-hmm. When he calls on me, I answer him and I am with him in distress. I deliver him and I esteem him. With long life, I satisfy him and show my deliverance. Now let's get into the meat of the matter. All right. So covers you. Okay. Wings. All right. Now check me on this. Y'all can go and look at this later. Okay. If you go on your e-sword and you go to apostolic Bible polyglot, which is a, that's a mouthful right there. Okay. Well, let's look at it for a second. Okay. Psalm 91 verse four wings. It's G 44 20 strongs G 44 20. Okay. Whoops. Where'd it go? It's not popping up. There it goes. All right. It's, and my, I, I'm a redneck, so I don't speak Greek. Um, Paturak is how I would say that, okay? Wing. Now, what's beautiful in this is the same wings that are mentioned in Psalm 91 are the same wings that are mentioned in Revelation 12, which we'll get to in just a second, okay? It's also the same wings that are mentioned in Malachi chapter 4, where it talks about that the Messiah, the Son of Righteousness, would come with healing in his wings, mm. which is why the woman with the issue of blood came and touched the hem of his garment because she believed that he was the Messiah. She knew about it, which is also why he turned around and said, who touched me? Yep. <laughs> Even in the midst of a crowd. Yep. But here it gets better. Okay, so you've seen those like Jewish, uh, I don't mean to say, let's just call it Hebrew. Okay, those Hebrew wedding ceremonies, right? Where, and, and, you know, Paul, the Apostle Paul talks about, I speak to you a mystery about a man and his wife and everything like that, right? And how the husband is the covering for his wife, the covering for his bride. Well, what's going on here? Why are we safe under the shadow of his wings? Well, again, I wish I had a prayer shawl here so I could show y'all, but... He, we're in covenant with him as his bride, That's right. right? So therefore, since we're in covenant and we're not committing harlotry with the world, with Mystery Babylon, with Egypt, we are safe 
under his wings. Wings, the Hebrew word here for wings, again, it's the same Hebrew word in uh, Malachi chapter 4, and it's the same Hebrew word when you transfer it into the Greek in Revelation 12, 12, and we'll get there in just a second. It's kanaf. It's a talit. It's a prayer shawl. This is what is taking place. He's standing there with a prayer shawl on, and his bride abides in him. She's leaning upon him. She submitted to him in love. He, they, she cleaves to him, and he covers her under the shadow of his wings, under, under his prayer shawl. That's what's taking place. And if you look up a Hebraic uh, wedding tradition, you will see what I'm talking about. Because at the end, the husband and wife, the, the bridegroom and the bride, will stand there with a prayer shawl. The husband's draped in a prayer shawl, and the bride is either in front of him or to the side of him. Because, you know, the bride is our rib, right? But they're both under the same covering. But if we commit harlotry, if we're not in covenant, if we're lawless, we're not under the covering. That's right. Okay? That's right. All right, let's keep going real quick. Um, the other thing, cleave. Okay? Because verse, verse 14 says, because he cleaves to me in love. So that, so that sentence there. That's a message from the Most High Yahuwah through David to whoever would read that. Us. Verse 14, because he cleaves to me in love, therefore I deliver him and set him on high because he has known my name. Mm. All right. Now, let's go to Genesis 2 real quick. Genesis 2.24 says what? For this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother and do what? Cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. This is the cleaving that is talking about in Psalm 91. It's marriage talk. It's covenant talk. That's why she's safe under the shadow of the Almighty. That's why it's happening, because... Because you cleave, because he cleaves to me. Let me go back there for a second. Because he cleaves to me in love, because he left his father or mother and cleaves to me, therefore I deliver him and set him on high, because he has known my name. Hallelujah, huh? Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's awesome. And for anybody that's wondering what the covenant Brandon's mentioning, Matthew Nolan has an unbelievable teaching, and it's under our support link on the vacinfo.org website called The Mystery of the Melchizedek, the Melchizedek. And he goes through yes. the whole book of the covenant versus the book of the law. And right. that's what Brandon's referring to when you're under the covenant, when you're keeping his Sabbath, the seventh day of the week, you know, yeah. dawn on Saturday to dawn on Sunday, when you're obeying his festival, you're participating in his, his festivals. And also when you're you're obeying the dietary requirements, not eating the pork because the you know, pigs have one stomach and uh, live, sleep and eat in their poo. You're, you're pretty much eating poo as well as um, the shell. He says to stay away from anything shell because he knew they were going to be the cockroaches of the sea. So right. that's the book of the covenant. That's the book of the covenant. Yeah. Which is what Shavuot's all about. 
right? Exactly. exactly. All that all that Yahuwah has said we shall do. They yeah, it's the it's the it's the acceptance and the covenant confirming meal and all that. It's the betrothal. Right. It's when the bride, it's when the bride is chosen, y'all. It's when the bride is set apart. That's right. That's right. That's and probably what? it's probably that time when Esther was chosen. So here's a question. Could we have been from Shavuot to Shavuot, from Shavuot last year to Shavuot this year? Could this have been our, the bride's 12 months of preparation? Mm. Very interesting. Wow. I don't yeah. know. Wow. But let's keep going real quick. Yes. Um, Revelation 12. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Y'all can read it. But uh -huh. verse 6 says, And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by Elohim to be nourished 1,260 days. Now, if you flip over to John, I'm not even going to flip there. I haven't memorized. But John 14, verses 1 through 3 says, Believe in Elohim, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you because you're my bride. That And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to bring you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. The bride is taken away to the wilderness. Now let's go down to verse 14, or verse 13 real quick. It says, and when the dragon saw that he had been thrown to the earth, he persecuted the woman, the bride, we talked about they're all in this to get her. They're all in this together. They're all in this to get her. Get who? That's right. The bride. Yeah, that's, that's what they're after. And the woman was given two wings, G4420, same word, same Greek word. It's the same word that translates back into the Hebrew, kanaf. She was given two wings of a great eagle to fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time, times, and a half time from the presence of the serpent. It's all tied together. They're all in this together, but this is all tied together. And right. the last thing they're trying to do is verse 17. The reason they did all these testings and everything is they wanted to identify who has this DMAT2 gene. They want to identify the seed of Abraham because we're in the midst of a seed war. we got the seed of Cain, the seed of Satan, versus the seed of Messiah, the seed of Abraham. The seed of the woman, Genesis 3.15. And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to fight with the remnant of her seed. Those guarding the commands of Elohim and possessing the witness of Yahusha Messiah. So they think that. If I eliminate, if we eliminate the seed, the ones who are entitled to the promises, to the inheritance, to the promised land, if you will, which is the earth, the meek inherit the earth, then we can have it. That's their crazy plan that they came up with in Psalm 2. The kings of the earth have plotted a vain thing against Yahuwah and against his anointed. Why do the nations rage? That's what it's all about. So. Man, I feel like I talked to like that micro machines guy, but I think I got it all in there.
That's cool. awesome. And we'll continue <laughs> next week, Brother Brandon. And I want to let people know, too, Matthew Nolan, after six or seven years of all of us trying to encourage him to teach the book of Revelation, he just did it uh, the end of last year. And that's also under our support link, the vacinfo.org website. So I have like an introduction to Matthew instead of going to tour to the tribes, because that's kind of overwhelming for someone just, you know, feeling the need to learn this stuff. So go to the support link. You'll see that mystery of the McKills deck on the website on the support link as well as his book of Revelation and some other really good teachings, you know, correlating the, the vaccines, which is where my first love is, of course, in honor of my baby girl, teaching scripturally. Um, Matthew Nolan is the anointed one to dig it out of the scriptures. And Brother Brandon is just, woof, I can't even explain, Brother Brandon. I'm just a walking flamethrower. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you so very much, sir. And we will definitely yeah. continue this next week. Thank you for your time. We'll see you on awesome. Friday. Hallelujah. Yes. As long as y'all yes. wills. And I know it is because it's his festival, of course. So thank you once again, sir. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> and his website, well, his hallelujah. YouTube channel. Yes, his YouTube channel. Do they have to put the hashtag? No, no. I removed the hashtag because people were okay. having issues. Yeah. Okay. So it's just much more truth YouTube yep. channel. And uh, I've got to catch up. I've watched a couple of your recent, I haven't watched everything because I'm busy digging out my storage and getting, you know, really dealing with the death of my husband finally after over a year. But anyway, um, I'm also on, uh, I'm also on uh, Spotify and iTunes and a whole bunch of other places. I have uh, Anchor, uh, Anchor podcast. Anchor is a, a podcast server where it like spits it out to like six or eight different places. So Excellent. Yeah, you can listen to most almost every single one of my teachings that I've done. <clears throat> you can have the audio on there. Wow, that's awesome. And when we're together this weekend, I really want you because I can go in and make changes to my website and I have a link to your YouTube channel, but I want to get on that support link, all your everything accessible by you because I know okay. you are yeah. definitely anointed brother. And I just, once again, I'm so honored. Um, this is your radio show. This is the priest. This is the Malchizedek priest radio show, you know, under the high priest Yahushua HaMashiach. Again, Brandon, much more frontline warrior for Yahuwah. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Amen. It's a pleasure to serve Yahuwah and to serve his people and you know, he said, if you love me, feed my sheep. So that's right. You know, Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that's it. And we also, you know, appreciate Gary Noll. Gary Noll owns Progressive Radio Network. He's allowing us to get this recorded and on our website. Yes. Thank you, brother. Brother yes. Gary. Hallelujah. Thank you so, so yes. much. And all right, I'm going to do the closing statement now and I'll see you. Sounds in a good. Days, all right. <laughs> You're listening to Vic Fellowship. And again, our shows can be accessed on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 910-784-0468. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth, and ya bless.